When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Do you know how that there's a company who will shall remain nameless that talks about the metaverse? This is the Metacast. We are all casts all the time. We are virtual casts. We are real casts. We are video casts. We are audio casts. We are casting to you. We're casting a line. I knew I'd have another one. And <laughs> we're going to talk. We're going to cast you a, a lifeline in terms of helping you better understand money and deal with the stupidity that is the financial markets. And, oh, Lord, the stupidity out there is legion. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the cast. I am Don McDonald. Joining me on the cast, our other cast member, Thomas Seacock, hanging out in the aircraft hangar. Hello. That's all he has to say today. That's pretty much the extent of his entire entire thought process for the My day. Repertoire is done. My repertoire. Thank you. Uh, hi, everybody. It's so good to see all of you. Um, I uh, want to apologize for the neatness of my hair. Yeah, you look the, kind of official, the, spiffy. The, uh, the 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 reason is I've spent the last couple of days um, playing a part in a student-made film for a filmmaking program at a university here in central Florida. My daughter and, wanted to know when, when you're, that's going to be available for viewing. Uh, I think they said that they were going to finish. He, he has to present it in like June for his okay. master's thesis. Right. Um, and uh, so I, I, I was in a movie, uh, just wrapped up shooting. It was really nice. The, the kids are nice. What, what they do at the end of shooting is they go, that's a wrap or that's a, that's a show wrap for Don. You know, when I got to the end of everything I do and every, the entire crew applauds. Wow. Which is all I get. There is no money involved. I thought they were buying you film. something in Bitcoin and putting that in your wallet. No fidelity Bitcoin for me. Okay. Nope. Well, congratulations. No that's a big deal. It's fun. It yeah, actually, it's just deal. fun. It was all night. Cause they did it at a, at a, uh, a seedy, I mean, really seedy dive bar billiard parlor. I mean, it's the kind of place you go, oh man, I have to hose this floor off every night, I bet, or every morning. <laughs> uh, it was quite the spot. Those were the days. But we didn't hit yeah. it, of course, on the busy night. So anyway, welcome to Talking Real Money. Don here, Tom there. Today, we want to talk about the color red. Oh, Elmo love color red. Uh, no, not um, the the color red as in your statements, as in those screens you look at when you go look at the stock market, as in uh, every part of the financial markets lately, pretty much. Is there anything that's up, Tom? Not year to date. Uh, no, that I know of. Actually, not even one asset class is up at all, period. Uh, so yeah, that, people have gotten that their is first an all red day. A year. It is very red. In, so in no far. way should this be 
construed as a political statement. So, no, I mean, and the reason that I want to talk about this is a few of you are calling concerned. A few of you are worried. That's normal. That's why we exist, though, by the way. Exactly. It is for moments like these. We live for moments like this to help you stay the course. Yeah. So, and I, I took the liberty last night of looking at the year to date return of a portfolio, 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, globally diversified, and you're down 6.1%. Now, I did have someone call me, a gentleman called me yesterday. He's got about a million dollar portfolio. And he said, Hey, I'm pretty nervous because since the beginning of the year, I've lost $60,000. I thought, well, you know, actually that's a better perspective than a percentage, right? Because a percentage is, that's a a number. The actual money out of your account, well, that's a different matter. Yeah, I I get it that that's troubling. So I talked him through it. So, but let's talk through it just a little bit. We've touched on some of these things before. Mm -hmm. They're not radical, but they, they, I think they need to be said many times. Number one, if you instead don't want to have any volatility in your portfolio, then you put it in a savings account, right? Because there's really nothing moving up or down there. The challenge is you really don't make much in a savings account for that reason. You're not taking any you, risk with your capital. You you make less than not much. Yeah. You make negative after the inflation we're having today. <laughs> way negative. And, and by the way, Though it's been said many times, many ways, you're making a great point today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, did you, okay. get, the, did you get the Christmas yeah, reference? I, that's yeah. very good. Yeah, I really appreciate it. <laughs> you're really on a roll. I think it's the movie thing. Uh, so the short-term, short-term pain for long-term gain. That's the trade-off yeah. that you've had to endure. It's That's part of the deal. Number two, this is not a big, huge bear market, even though there are some headlines saying that. I know we're in kind of correction territory on some indexes, but if this is really troubling to see your portfolio down by $60,000, if you have a million bucks, I urge you to go back and look at what happened not that far back, 2020 or 2008 or even 2000, because you need to know how bad it really could be because this is not that bad. You could be, so if you're in a portfolio that, that you're troubling you today, what I'm trying to say is maybe you shouldn't be in that portfolio because we're not timers, but I am a believer in you need to know your own personal risk tolerance, your ability to take the ups and downs. And that's why Don found out, uh, spent hundreds of hours trying to find the right risk quiz. The risk quiz is a great instrument. It's a great tool to know yourself about money because you need mm-hmm. to know the, the adage is wall street's an expensive place to get a lesson. If you don't know, which brings me to number yeah, three. And, and before you yeah. get to the third point, yeah. I, I want to reiterate this. It needs to be said many times, many ways. There is very little that is, there's very little in this, in this business of investing that is more important than you knowing you, you need to know you, how you will react in the future because that is the price you're paying for the potential, and so far, a century or more, more than a century, of making decent money. But you have to lose some once in a while. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't make some. But you got to know how much you can tolerate before you do something stupid. Now on to reason number three. Well, I think that reason number three is a lot of the reason that we're here today discussing it, and that is the following. 
There is so much noise out there. I mean, everywhere you turn, people are talking about what's going on with stocks, be it the radio, be it television, be it print, be it web, wherever it's always there. It's always on you. You have to learn how to tune out that noise because it's not going to go away. It's not going to be, if anything, it's going to get bigger because the more markets go down, then the bigger story it becomes. Or when they lose 800, the Dow loses 800 in one day, then it becomes this big story that everybody needs to know about. You need to figure out how to ignore that because we every single thing we know says the people that can't end up with less. It's a guarantee because you end up getting out of the market the wrong time. And that brings me to number four. All of you people that told us at the beginning of the year, and there were a good number of you, who said, ah, mutual funds, ETS, kind of boring. I'm going to move some of my money in individual stocks. Great companies like, oh, let's see, Netflix, uh, mm-hmm. et cetera. Technology, because it's been the hot sector, you have gotten creamed. And again, diversify, diversify, diversify. It's the only free lunch I know on Wall Street. Buying individual stocks, you've seen it again this year. I mean, even, even fund managers that have limited number of stocks have gotten creamed. See ARC, for example. Because yeah, ARC's picking. now down 46% for the year. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big, now that is a serious decline. Well, so, and add to that you know, the 23% from last year. Gets to be a little steep. But don't worry, she says she's going to make 50% a year for you for the next five years. Sure. So not to not to be concerned. They'll promise but, you anything. Exactly. So there's a surprise. But all those things, all the things I just mentioned are very important. I think what you said, Don, is probably central. That know thyself. If you do and you're able to just say, market's going up, market's going down, that happens every day. I don't pay attention to it. I'm looking at the long haul and I'm looking at you know my goal in mind. You're going to be good. If you're one of those people that's going to look at it all the time, look at your balances, pay attention to what the experts are saying, you're going to have a hard time with this. No question. And what you need to do, a couple of things you need to do. You need to avoid, because Tom mentioned this, there's so much noise out there. If if a headline splashes up on your newsreader service that says something like this from one of our favorite publications. Yeah. He said facetiously. These money and investing tips can be keys to success when stock and bond markets fail. Who do you think that's from? Who would you guess that headline is uh, from? Is it Barron's? Is it uh, nope, nope. Motley Fool? No, nope. nope. you're close. You're close. Mm, Paul writes for Market Watch. Market Watch. Yeah, yes. they want you to pay for cope. that nonsense. Yeah, I'm not paying for their nonsense. But no. here's the thing one, don't read those articles. Read articles on the science of investing, on knowing yourself, on uh, behavioral finance, better ways you can control your emotions, how to understand your risk, how to plan, how to create a plan for the future you both need and want. Those are actually two different things. You got to make sure you can cover the need. Maybe you can get to the want. And how much risk you can stand getting there. And then finally, the t- this is two words of advice. Two lousy little words. And they're not mine. They came to me. I had them spoken into my ears and yours by one of the more brilliant people to ever work in the financial services industry, a guy by the name of Jack Bogle. And he said, when, it, when we're in a market like this, When we're in a market like this, you know it's down, you hear it on the radio, it's 
abstract, as long as you're hearing it on the radio or hearing it from us. It's really abstract. It, it doesn't hit home until you open your statement or you go online to your brokerage account and peek. His advice to you, don't peek at your portfolio. Because when you see your portfolio going down, that's personal. Yeah, percentages don't mean much then. It's really the actual dollars. I think that, mm-hmm. and I think that's a fair point. So, yeah, all those things. We, again, we know that all of the people that can't put it away, can't hide themselves from all the news, just end up with less money. It's yeah. a basic fact. And, they end up trading their way out of markets. I want to add something personal to this too. I, I have been doing a financial talk show. With hundreds of thousands of people listening over the all over the country over the time for 35 years. It's a long time. And I find that even when I go to my Schwab statement, I type in Schwab.com and put in my password, and that number comes up on the screen. I get butterflies. I get nervous. I get anxious. And I know better. I know this. I intellectually totally get it. And yet I still feel that emotional pain when I've lost five figures. I haven't lost six yet. That'll be more pain, but I'm not looking. Yeah. It hurts. It does. And uh, yeah, that's a good point. So again, um, our advice is have the right portfolio and know yourself. And the rest of it, know thyself, and have the plan and the plane, the plan, not the plane, the plan. The plan. Uh, the, we are going planes. to do one more question. Yeah, we got time today. for one more. Then yeah, just one. Well, one. Okay. We did a couple yesterday. This is just yep. one for today. We are into April, so we're doing okay. We're yeah. not caught Good. up. Good, we're coming back. Okay, this okay. one, this one, this one. It's a little technical, but you you can do this, Tom. Okay. My question is about multiple accounts. I think there's some confusion about accounts. And, well, we'll get to that in a minute. I have looked through the samples you have online, and they do help give me an idea of the breakdown of assets we should have. My problem is that my wife and I both have multiple accounts, and at this time, we cannot combine them to make allocation easier. I have two different 403B accounts because I currently have two jobs. I also have a Roth IRA with Vanguard. My wife has a 403B account with one of the same companies I work for. On top of that, she has a Roth IRA and a rollover IRA from a previous employer. Both of these accounts are through Vanguard. Are there any online calculators or resources that help manage so many different accounts as if they were all one? I'm going to say no, there isn't, but I will also say this. Um, I don't understand why you would have two 403B accounts for one. He thing. has two employers. Working currently. for two different people. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. Wow. So he has, he's active in two yeah. 403Bs. Okay, but there's His a couple of basic. His wife is active in one 403B. Right, so we got, got that. we got 403Bs. We've got IRAs. No, one IRA, I think they said. And uh, two no, Roths. He has, a Roth, he has a Roth with Vanguard, and she yeah. has a Roth and a rollover with yeah. Vanguard. Yeah. So, so right now what one we have- IRA. Two Roths, one well, IRA. Well, a Roth is an IRA. Still. But but just because okay. we're going to get into the okay. specifics right. about where to own things. Yeah. 
the reality <laughs> is all of these accounts are tax advantaged. So that, that eliminates true. the which assets should I keep that's a good point. Taxable that's accounting, point. which in a tax advantage. And in reality, I think what it boils down to, Tom, more than anything, this is the question. What's available where? That's I really think that's the very true. That is very true. Um, and generally in the 403Bs, you're not going to have the best asset allocation available. I mean, it's simply no. you're not going to be able to buy much many value stocks, the small cap you buy, and eh, not going to be that small. So you might look at the Roths first because those are self-managed. You could use anything there. And the Roths, again, grow tax-free versus the IRA and the 403Bs. Those grow tax-advantaged, but not tax-free. So I would probably look at the Roths to have the more uh, the, the, the asset classes that you really want to hyper uh, supercharge your portfolio. Small, so you're talking small about value. in the in the Roths to have yeah. things like small cap value, emerging yep. markets, that kind yeah, of stuff. Stuff like that. And then you um, build around that. In other words, the first thing would be to decide, okay, we want our global asset allocation to be 50-50. Whatever it is, 50-50. Okay. Now we get those are two numbers. That's going to be a certain amount in stocks, certain amount in bonds. Okay. Out oh, wait, of that. We got bonds and stocks. I thought you said U oh US International. You're talking about no. stock bond. Yeah. So, so stock bond, whatever your age is, 60, 40, 80, whatever 20, it is. 70, okay. 30. Yeah, okay. Then you just take the, the the gross number times 60 and you say, This is the, I'm gonna have blank number amount of money in stocks. Okay. So I would then start with putting all of my stocks in the Roths because you hope for a home run there grows faster, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought you were shaking your head. No. Uh, uh, well, I'm just thinking about it for okay. a minute because we've got we got 403s where yeah. they're the the reality is they're not likely to they're they're likely to have in many cases not the best funds when it comes to uh anything other than large cap US stocks and even with bonds they may not have the short intermediate kind of bonds that we're looking for so it may end up that those 403Bs become just by default they end up becoming your large cap U.S. and large cap international holdings and all of the peripheral stuff because you may not be able to get it. For example, they may have a PIMCO bond fund in the 403 at a high fee where you can get something from Vanguard a lot cheaper in your in your IRAs, rollover or Roth, but probably in the rollover for the bonds, right? So this is a bit speculative, as you point out. So we don't know the particulars. And generally, again, if you're saving into the 403Bs, you're able to save more there than you would be in the Roth. So you're right. So some of the core investments, the core bonds may be there, as you said, or the the core uh, the core stocks, U.S. large, et cetera. That could be in some of those 403Bs and then build out from that in the Roth and in the IRA that you can self-manage as well. So again, you're right, Don, but some of it's going to depend on sort of what is in those places. In other words, the 403Bs, you're right, will determine that asset allocation because there's only so much available. Then you can build the rest of it around it in the Roths and the IRA. That's how I'd look at it. And here's an idea. Again, this is not a plug. It sounds like a plug, but it's not a plug. Uh, go to vestry.com and set up an appointment with one of our advisors. And they can kind of help you figure out what might fit there based on what's available. And they'll do that. We do it for anybody who wants for free. We don't try to pitch you anything. Just set up an appointment with an advisor and say, because we can't manage those monies anyway. Most of them, we can manage the, the, the IRAs, but not the 403Bs. Get a little advice on getting those properly allocated. It can really, really help. And it doesn't cost anything to meet with one of our advisors for a little while. And you won't 
get a sales pitch. Okay. Promise. Right. Can you, do you no, want to promise too? I you a Boy absolutely Scout? promise. Oh, I going to make me do the Can Boy, you do Scout? Your Boy oh, Scout thing. I hereby yeah. salute. No, no, it's fine. Never mind. Okay. God bless the boy. No, um, that wasn't a boy scout. I was, to- I'm an Eagle oh, Scout. That you were a boy scout. You had to be a boy scout to become an Eagle Scout. Okay. You don't just jump right to Eagle. No, it took a three, four e- e- weeks. Even you, even you don't jump right to Eagle. <laughs> okay. But, but ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you'd like to meet the Tom of your dreams. Oh gosh. The Eagle of your dreams. The is eagle-eyed Thomas C. <laughs> Cock. Wait a minute. That's a chicken. <laughs> you're no eagle. You're a chicken. That really uh, hurts. You can meet him at retire meeting. Yeah, that's, that's true. where you meet Tom. It's a retire. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's not about you. Oh, oh it's sorry. about retirement. You made me think it was all about you. Yeah, it's not. It's not about me. It's okay. not about you. It's a, We have tons of, by the way, far more gifted speakers than even Don. Paul Lepescu, yeah, and, yeah, and we good. taunt them mercilessly too. Paul Merriman, pretty Paul good. Merriman, so, we taunt yeah, all the time. Us. Oh yeah, Some, somebody even I called them. They're like, "Oh, poor Paul." Uh so again, join us Saturday, May. 14th. They don't know Paul that well, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> he they could don't. give as good as he gets. That's for sure. So yeah, I mean, it's as simple as signing <laughs> up either virtually or in person in Bellevue. We'd love to see you. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, but you're going to learn a whole lot. So retire meet Saturday, May 14th. Join us. Yes, indeedy. You're going to learn a whole lot at our retire meet. Get together there in Bellevue, Washington. What was it? Learn. What did you become? Countrified? (laughs) I'm going to learn a whole whole lot. Oh, that's that's true. You do live out in farm country there. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Bear country. He's got the big bear the banjo, safari out in the front the yard. Banjos are playing, as we like to say. So got that going. Banjos and bears on the front porch. You got the bear <laughs> rocking in the rocker there. You're standing well, between me and my house. tuna fish sandwich. So this better be I'm good. Billy Bear waiting for the fish. <laughs> and we'll let Tom go eat a sandwich. Yeah. Thanks for watching, listening, joining us. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Share us on social media. You can share Tom as often as you want on social media. Nah. Just pass him around. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, leave a review if you like what you hear. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. You know, there's all... Uh, <laughs> quick interjection. I watch occasionally YouTube videos, and they all go... And I don't even know where these things are. Ring the bell, hit the subscribe button, and they're pointing to things. And I'm looking around going, where are you pointing? <laughs> Where's the bell? Where's uh, the bell? I don't see a bell. Ring the bell? Did you, did you like get a big tip at the bar? Bing. Oh, I just tipped him. Uh, do whatever those things are they tell you to do on YouTube. Thank we you. don't understand this stuff no. that well. No. So say bye, Tom. Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Don. It's nice knowing you. Good night. We're hanging out, talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.